Uh, today, what I want to talk about is growing up. And uh, I want to use an illustration really came, comes from my father-in-law. And he, was, uh, he died a year or so ago, or nine months actually. And, um, but he was, uh, he was, if you've ever met him, he was a person who was never sort of embarrassed. And he lived his life with different antics. And, uh, but anyhow, in his 80s, he developed um, some hairs growing into his eyes and it really annoyed him, it irritated him. So he decided to go to the optician to see whether they could just pluck them out. And uh, he went in and they said to him, his name was Mr. Jory, and they said to him, I'm sorry, Mr. Jory, you'll have to come back tomorrow. Uh, we're incredibly busy today. And uh, so what he did was he lay on the floor as an 80-year-old man and stamped his feet like a little baby and, and started to cry out. And the optician wondered what was happening, so he puts his head round the corner and he says, what's wrong here? And Mr. Jory is lying on the floor doing a tantrum. And uh, in the end, they said, oh, come on, Mr. Jory, we'll fix you up now. Uh, but I share that illustration uh, simply because a lot of people live in an adult body and even though they can't lay on the floor and tantrum, they've never really grown up. They still have immaturity. They might develop in certain skills in their life, but emotionally they've never grown up. And if we want to go big, we've got to grow up. We've got to actually get bigger on the inside. Otherwise, we'll never sustain what God's called us to do. It's about extending, it's about growing up, it's about you enlarging your capacity and developing on the inside of your life. And I wanna speak primarily into that, not the external, but I actually wanna to minister to you today because we, I believe, are on a journey of faith where we've gotta grow and we've gotta take on the image of Jesus Christ and it's about maturing, it's about growing up. And uh, if you take this platform here, um, it's not straight, um, it's not flat, uh, it's got a quite lean on. But imagine it's a table and I got some sand and I wanted to build a castle on top of it. There would come a point that you could put no more sand on, it would just fall off the sides. Now, if I wanted to put more sand on this table, I would actually have to extend it. I'd have to actually extend the base of it. Then I could put more sand on it and then it would come to a point where you could put no more on it because it would just fall off. And when we talk about extending from Isaiah chapter 54, that's the image that I want you to take hold of today because in a way what we do is we extend our borders so that we can actually take more on, we can go, go bigger. And that's about growing up. It's about the foundation of your life. And I want to speak into that today. It says in Psalm 89, verse 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne and mercy and truth go before you. And so much about Scripture is about foundations. It's about understanding God working in your life and developing you. And it's so important that we actually allow the Holy Spirit to take us on this journey. I've constantly kept saying that uh, Christianity is not just a belief system. It's about salvation, which is a moment, but salvation is a process. 
It's about growing. It's about developing. It's about navigating your life so that God can enlarge your capacity so that you can actually be redeemed and God can bring you back to His creative order. And I believe that's the most powerful part of being a Christian. It's the part we enjoy community, we enjoy coming to church, but it's allowing God to develop you as a person, that you become everything that God's called you to be. Uh, Helen and I went down to Otaki where we grew up a week or so ago and we were driving back and uh, Helen uh, asked me a question which I sort of stood back at the moment and thought, how would I answer it? She said, you know, you're, you're in your 70s now. When you look at it, what do you feel? What have you, what, she asked me, what do you think you've attained? Where have you arrived? And she knew I wasn't perfect because she lives with me. And, uh, you know, sometimes I really do still have that little short fuse and can blow up, but um, that's just part of life. Um, but, but when I analysed it, I actually said to her, and it just came to me, I suppose if I was to really analyse where I believe God's brought me to, I am far more content today than I've ever been in my life. And that contentment has brought peace. And that's God's work of salvation. Not perfect, but contentment is a very powerful place to land in. And it comes to a point where, in a way, you've, been walking with Jesus, now you really trust Him. And I pray today I can lead you on a journey that you would not just basically come to a point and say, yeah, I believe in God. I know if I was to die, I'd have eternal life. But there's certain areas in your life that you're neglecting, you're not addressing, you're not facing, you're not letting God develop you. You're not extending the basis, the foundation of your life so that God can build more into you. And as a Quippers Church, that's what we need to be doing is we need to let God grow us in Jesus' name. There's two scriptures that I, or three actually, I want to take you to. And the first one is found in Hebrews chapter five. It's a very powerful scripture. It's very graphic. And I pray that you will allow it to speak into your life. It just says here, and it's talking about Melchizedek and talking about Jesus and how Jesus, it just says uh, from verse nine, it says, having been perfected, Christ, he became the author and of eternal salvation. To all who obey, he caught, was called by God as a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say. But I want you to underline this a little bit. And it's hard to explain since you have become hard of healing. Some translations, dull of hearing. I want you to underline that line. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles and the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food. For everybody who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses to exercise to discern both good and evil. And then it goes on and it just talks about not laying again in chapter six, the, the principles that God has established as foundational principles of our life. There's a couple of areas I want to pull out. Coming back to the last line of this verse, one thing you can learn having pastored for many years, you can understand a person's maturity 
in how they make decisions. If they are inclined to evil, you know they're still a babe in Christ. Their decisions are unwise. They're in a way pulled by the world. They're not pulled by righteousness or God. But those who are mature actually develop a discernment where they can look at life and discern what is good and what is evil, what is gonna help them grow up, what is gonna destroy them. That's how you can discern the maturity of a person. It's not how long they've been a Christian. It's actually how they navigate and make decisions in life. And it's so important that you and I grow. We extend our foundation. We extend the base of our life. Christianity is important that we grow into the image of Christ. That's what our journey on earth is all about. Goes on, the start of it, and the line that I wanted you to take note of, it just says, it's hard to explain since you've become dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. Say dull of hearing. Dull of hearing, what it really means is hard to motivate. You really, in a way, there's a stubbornness in your heart. No, no, I don't need to take any note of that. There's a stubbornness in your life not to adjust, make changes in the areas that God is pointing, uh, pointing to. If you look, uh, uh, Helen, I've got a little dog. Her name's Molly. She becomes a good illustration. But um, I can take Molly for a walk and she somehow most of the time follows along pretty good, yaps and barks at every cat in the neighbourhood. Uh, but she will walk along. She always gets more excited when she knows she's going home. Helen, on the other hand, takes Molly for a walk and Molly can play with Helen's emotions. And so what happens with Molly is she just sits down in the ground and she stubbornly won't move. Do you know what Helen does? This is her mercy. I don't think it's mercy, but she picks her up and she carries her to the destination she wants to go. And then she puts Molly down on the ground because Molly knows she's going home and she will run back home. But she gets a stubborn little streak for Helen. She sits there. She says, Molly won't walk for me. One day I was out walking here, and it's an illustration, it's a bit graphic, but I want you to get hold of it. And I was walking around the block and I let Molly off and, and I was dreaming, praying, I can't remember, and I realised Molly wasn't with me. So I called out, Molly, Molly, no sign of Molly. So I have to walk back. And here's poor little Molly, sitting on a bum, not moving. I knew what was wrong. Molly can I use the word, it just pooped. And she hates, for some reason, it hadn't come out too well, and she had a dirty bottom. And she will not move if she's got a dirty bottom. So she just sat in the ground till I came back and I cleaned her bum. I think it's a good illustration. You might say, what does it mean? Sometimes we're just suddenly sitting down in the middle of our own, I'll let you work out the word. And we won't move. In fact, we think that's a nice place to be, but it's not. And God wants you to grow up. I mean, so the word dull of hearing literally means if we want to go big, we've got to deal with the inside as well as the external. It's not hype. It's about sustainability. It's about maturity. It's about growing. It's about developing. And I believe that right now, God is really challenging us to take on the image of Christ, to grow up and become everything that God's called us to be. 
He's looking for people that He can bless at every stage of their life because God will. But He can look at them because they're determined to grow. They're determined to mature. And that's what the writer to the Hebrews is saying here. Come on, there's people here who should be mature by now, but they only still need milk. And I know again, a graphic illustration, but it wouldn't be too good if an 18 year old whipped round to mum and said, mum, I need a drink. And he still had to connect to the breast. That would be not a nice scene. It's graphic. I know it gets your attention. You don't like it. But that's how a lot of Christians behave. They're running around looking for someone else to sustain them. Whereas by this time in their life, they should actually have grown up, become teachers, and they know how to feed themselves. A lot of Christians are not letting, they don't know how to feed Everything they're looking for to be supported by someone else, it comes out in their language, it comes out in the rhythm of their life. How can they go big when they're still acting like a baby? And I believe that we need to actually come to this point of maturity where we actually are growing. There's a point in our life, which I'll explain in a moment, where we do need milk, where we do need to be sustained and helped and grow but there's a point in our life where we need to grow. We need to mature. And I believe it's that area that's gonna help us in our Christian walk so that we can go big, we can extend the the foundations of our life so that we can actually carry more, sustain more and do more. And I believe it's just such an important area as we go on to maturity. Psalm 32 is a great psalm. It's a very important psalm. It's a psalm where you hear the the pain of David's neglect, where he hid his sin after he had committed adultery and murdered a man. He hid it. He thought he'd got away with it. But as you you, uh, read through the psalm, and I'm not reading this part, but it says, when I hid my sin, when I kept silent, it was as though something inside me dried up. Something died. I became like a desert without any water. I was barren, I was dry. But then when I confessed my need of God, God forgave me, he restored me. That's God's mercy. Then David goes on and and God starts to speak to him and he just uses this term and I want you to get hold of it. It says in verses eight and nine, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And here's a line worth noting. I will guide you with my eye. God will never twist your arm. Can I have one of these young guys on the front row? Would you just run up? God will never force you. God God is a God of mercy. He's a gentleman. He will never force you to do anything. God is not going to take this young man and put his arm behind his back and make him respond. God doesn't do it that way. We, we think we want a God like that, but God's not like that, right? So you jump down there. If you can. So imagine I'm God. God actually will guide you with his eye upon you. He's looking at you. He will never force you. He will never make you respond. He's looking at you and he's saying, this is what, this is what I want for your life. You have the power to choose. Thanks very much. And and this is what goes on. It says, do not be like a horse or a mule. 
which has no understanding and must be harnessed with a bitten bridle, else it will not come near you. So what it's saying is it won't come near unless it's harnessed. God is not like that. God guides you with His eye. What He's looking for is maturity. He's looking for development. He's looking for people who are hungry for His Word. He's looking for people who really want to be taught His ways. His ways are perfect, which I'll explain now. And I believe that the Holy Spirit's wanting us to grow. He's wanting us to develop our foundation. 1 John chapter 2 is a very, very important passage of Scripture to know levels of maturity in your life. And it's important you are able to discern where you are at. It says in verse 12, and I want you to get hold of it. See if you can identify when I read it, three groupings of people. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for His name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the Word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. It's a powerful passage of Scripture. It talks about three categories of maturity. And they're true to our human nature, our fleshly walk. But they're true to our spiritual walk. The three levels are children, young men, and fathers. Children, young women, and and mothers. Levels. It's not sexist. It's talking about levels of maturity. When it talks about children... People who are new in the faith, young in the faith, they do need to be sustained. And one of the areas they look for in their understanding of God is does God love them? Is God real? And they begin to understand they're forgiven. You see a little wee child, a little baby as they grow up. One of the things they love to hear, and you can't say it enough to them, I love you. They want to know. They also want to know when they do something wrong, that embrace where they're forgiven. Children, that's the nature of a little child. I remember a 20-year-old coming to my, no, older than that, sorry, but they'd been a Christian for 20 years, coming into my office many, many years ago. And they'd been walking so-called with Jesus for 20 years. And they made this statement. They said, I don't know whether God loves me. I couldn't understand how a 20-year-old Christian was still struggling with the reality, does God love me? They were almost in this this body. They had knowledge. They could do things, but they were grumpy because they never, ever had allowed the Word of God to sustain them in the early stages and let God speak His love, His forgiveness, delivering them from shame and ministering into their life. It's such an important area. Please don't camp there. But if you are there, get in your spirit, God loves me. God loves me. I can say to you, God loves me. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He loves me. It's not something I, if I'm having a bad day, I never question the love of God. It is real, it secures me. The second part is young men. In the story, it just talks, it's very graphic. It just talks about, and it's probably not true to modern 
psychology. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. There's a fight in them. I love, I love the title of J.S. Thornton's book, Stop Surviving, Start Fighting. I love it. I think it's very biblical. Today, we are not taught to fight. We're taught to be nurtured. Fight has been taken out of the Christian life. But the Ukrainians are fighting for their nation right now. Young men, 18 and up, are taking up arms, even young ladies, because they know that something wicked is coming against them. When that happens in our Christian life, a lot of people moan and groan as though God's left them. He doesn't love them. Can I tell you? God's part of the fight. He's wanting to build a new strength. He's wanting to build a new courage. He's wanting you to discern between good and evil. He wants you to fight for your destiny. He wants you to fight for your inheritance. He wants you to know how to take the Word of God and build it into your heart so you get a fight within you. I believe right now the Holy Spirit wants to put a fight into the church. No longer succumb by wicked forces. God will allow you to stand, to have to stand against wicked forces so that the Word of God gets stronger inside you. Christianity is about growing up. It's about maturing. And then finally, it talks about fathers. I think I'm at that stage. I can think I, in my Christian life, I feel content. Where does contentment come from? It simply comes from knowing Him. I can trust Him. doesn't matter what happens in my life. I've learned to trust. I've learned to rely. I've learned to allow my life to roll on. Not perfect, but trust is a powerful thing. Fathers are able to keep people safe when tides turn. Fathers are able to say, look, you're gonna come through this. You're gonna work through it. What God is doing is He's putting fight in you. When a young man or a young woman is going through that battle, I never, ever, ever will get into the battle with them because if I do, I will destroy the ability to grow up They've got to fight themselves. In fact, sometimes they say, some, some people, when I'm talking to them, they're talking about their pain and their, I laugh. And I do. But it's a laugh of faith because I know that they have to navigate this course if they want to grow up and come to a place of maturity. But you can trust God. Whatever season you go through, you can trust God. And I believe the message to go big is of God. But it means there needs to be some challenges made to you and I personally. Otherwise, it's just hype. We'll go big, but we can't sustain it. But what I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting is for us to extend, wanting us to extend the foundation of our heart so that we're able to build within our life a greater platform for the power of the Holy Spirit to build into our life. I believe this word is so important for equippers. Doesn't matter where you are, what location you're in today. Don't be a stubborn person. I was gonna say a stubborn dog. Don't be someone who likes to just sit in their own poo and somehow let it comfort you until someone comes along and lifts you up. 
and does the work to clean you up. Begin to see that there's a path God's called you to go down. He wants maturity. He wants development. I love in the church that a lot of people serve, but don't let serving be an escape for what God wants to do in you personally. Don't let your talent, don't let your gift. I can preach. I've been preaching for 45 years, but I know when I leave the stage, it takes me 30 minutes to preach. But when I leave the stage, do you know who I have to live with? Me. I've got to live with me. And that's a fair bit of the week. Unless you know, let God mature you, the stage can be a false adrenaline because you can do well on the stage, but what gives you contentment is who you are 24-7, the ability to walk and to love Jesus. Now I know I've got an anointing today, so wherever you are, you might just like to stand in your lounge. You might just, don't be stubborn, just stand up whether you're in a service or wherever you are, just allow the Holy Spirit to come and minister to you. You might like to just lift your hands. Today in the name of Jesus, I speak the power of your anointing to help us to grow up. Help us to grow up, Holy Spirit. Help us to build in our life your Word that is able to make us strong in Jesus' Name. I just want to leave an illustration with you. These are good illustrations. They're a bit graphic sometimes, but they're good. Wheat. If you just took a seed or a bit of wheat and you ate it without crunching it, I guarantee it'll just go straight through your body because there's nothing in it, in its seed form, to sustain you. But for wheat to have any benefit in your life, it's got to be crushed into flour. When it becomes flour, it can become bread, which can sustain you and be the source of life to you. That's how the Word of God is. A lot of people treat God's Word like the seed but they don't let the Word of God to be crushed through meditation, through allowing the Word of God to become part of you. I don't have notes today, just Scriptures. This Word is part of me. It's part of me. I don't need to be prompted on something God has put in me. And I believe right now, Holy Spirit, that you are touching people. You're putting in people's spirit a desire to grow, to grow up, to extend in Jesus' Name. Father, you're helping them today to face some of the challenges in their life so that they can become mature. You're putting in young men and young women the crit to fight, to get a fight in their spirit. Come on, don't don't make... Don't make their bed comfortable. Make it uncomfortable so that they can begin to grow and they begin to get a fight, a roar in their spirit in the Name of Jesus. And I declare the power of your blessing in Jesus' Name. Amen.